I just watched Sam Harris on the Dave Rubin report, and I just want to do a respectful rebuttal to some ideas he was throwing around there because I think it would be helpful for people, maybe even him. Who knows? Because I don't think he understands... No, I'm not even going to make it about Sam Harris. I'm going to talk about the ideas he says and what I think. First off, there's the first real beef within the intellectual dark web, and that's between Jordan Peterson and Sam Harris. Ding, ding, ding. People witnessed that in their first uh, podcast, and the second one seemed a little better. But watch Dave Rubin do his normal, charming, boyish, we all get along and love each other's differences you know, kumbaya, and watch Harris's response in regards to Jordan Peterson. It's pretty priceless. The look in his face is, for those of you that don't know, uh, hostility. And, uh, yeah, all yeah. of those things, which I think goes back to what we talked about, you know, an hour ago about just yeah. the way we all relate to each other. Right. But I mean, he'll confidently say things like, you know, atheists aren't really atheists. I mean, like a, there's a real atheist is a psychopath who murders people. I mean, so there, those people have existed, but someone like Sam Harris or Richard Dawkins, or I mean, he said this directly to Matt Dillahunty in this case, uh, they're not, they only think they're atheists, not really atheists. They have a God and that's functioning in their life and they're just not acknowledging it, right? Um, you know, they're, and again, it comes, it comes back to this historical claim that we all grew up in the West. We're all, we all just got our ethics and our, our theology without ever naming it. We got it in the water. See, this is the thing. Uh, Western civilization, America, Europe, a lot of the world does have roots in Judeo-Christian values. Sam Harris has those roots. He thinks that way. Like just the statements he makes in conversation would not exist without the basic belief in a moral code. Um, killing is bad. Stealing is bad. Cheating on your wife is bad. Uh, there's a reason to be good. Good and bad exist. All that stuff. Free will is the reason he can say I am or I don't or I am going to or I it, it, deterministic language would just be the piano, the micro. I don't know. I can't even begin to understand what that would look like. I am going to go or I am that, that all is the self empowered words. And our laws are based around Judeo-Christian values, the way we operate are. And, and I'll give you some examples. Uh, atheist governments. When in history has there been an atheist government? Well, Mao. Mao made religion illegal. He melted down all the church bells and then killed 50 million of his own people. Stalin, Lenin, illegal, killed everyone. They, uh, Marx said the religion is the opiate of the masses. And of course, um, that was used to kill and kill and kill and kill and kill. And of course, and they did it all under the guise of rationality and science. And I know there's a million rebuttals and I'm not straw manning. Trust me, I'll get, to, I'll get to more. I'm just weighing this out. And then if you go to Germany, of course, our guy Hitler uh, religious education was not permitted in the Hitler Youth by 1939. Clergymen teachers have been removed from virtually all state schools. Hitler sometimes allowed pressure to be placed on German parents to remove children from religious classes to be given ideological instruction in its place. So, uh, yeah, Hitler, not a fan of religion. Uh, didn't formally ban it, but did try to kill everyone who was religious. 
The state was the religion. And so I know the rebuttal amongst a lot of atheists is the Inquisition. The Inquisition has used a lot to rebut uh, the socialist and communist atheist states that required, that, that caused the uh, greatest human loss of life by humans ever and probably ever will be, knock on wood. So the Inquisition was a, um, uh, a Christian genocide is, is how it's portrayed and um, horrible stuff. Do you guys know the numbers we're talking about here? So there were between 1530, uh, 1530 to 1630, that's 100 years, uh, there was 700, no, 826 total executions. 778 were in effigy, which means they literally burned a straw man. Pretty funny. And then between 1530 and, um, which one was that? That was, that was that one. Then sit between 1630 and 1730, there was 250 total executions, putting 12,000 people on trial. Just a little hint. If, if Stalin put 12,000 people on trial, It'd be a little more than 250. Okay, so the total number of deaths caused by the religious inquisition of Spain over the course of hundreds of years was 2,000. Now, to put that in perspective, atheist governments without religion killed more people every single day in the 20th century. Okay, this is not my total argument, and again, this is just the beginning. Now let's watch a little more of Harris's argument for atheism. Points of confusion yeah. that I think we could get behind, get past in five minutes, but it's also possible that he's going to dig in for two hours on this, and then we'll have three more events to do, and I'm not sure what the hell's going to happen. So, Okay, so just a real quick discussion of what he just claimed. He said we could get this done in five minutes unless Peterson digs his heel in. All that means is unless Peterson agrees with me. Digging his heels in simply means not conceding to things he doesn't believe in. So, let's continue. Um, but I, I mean, I really hope to make progress with him because, again, I think uh, I think what he's doing is very interesting on uh, on other fronts, and what he's exposed is a real need, a real hunger for a meaning-based conversation about mm -hmm. you know you know how do you get your life straight in a you know, in the 21st century. Um, and I, I, mean, I mean, clearly, clearly there's a hunger for wisdom that the secular community has not been answering in any kind of reliable way. And so when I hear from people who are saying, well, you know, I'm an, I've been an atheist, but, you know, I'm, what I'm hearing from Peterson is, you know, really causing me to get my life together. Uh, that just tells me that I mean, it's no surprise. I've said this about atheism for ever right, since I was talking about atheism. Yeah. Atheism is not a philosophy. It's, atheism is nothing. Mm -hmm. Atheism is just a denial of the the false certainties of religious people. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, there's no there's no good reason to believe in Poseidon, and there's no good reason to believe in Yahweh. Okay. This is when things start getting pretty easy to kind of dice up. No offense, Sam Harris. Very, very smart guy. This is not a personal attack. It's just is uh, bizarre. Why I... I don't understand why he's not seeing what he's saying. So he says that atheism is simply, that, that it's simply nothing, that, that it's nothing. Well, if you go to Sam Harris's Wikipedia page, his main 
the description of him is he is uh, one of the four horsemen of atheism with Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, and Daniel Dennett. I've heard Sam Harris at rallies say uh, uh, atheism is growing and people cheer. His, his, he has a book called Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. Um, he is selling this. And that this isn't uh, me assuming that. I'm not strawmanning. This isn't me trying to read his thoughts. He has a book called Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. He's described as the four horsemen of atheism with Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, and Daniel Dennett. If atheism truly is just a denial that religion has done a good enough job explaining itself, why the vitriol and why the lack of... Um, of respect to the destruction of atheism and the lack of destruction of religion. You could make an argument that religion has a evolutionary function, that, that the reason Jews were the chosen people is because they kept not dying while other tribes who may have started going off the grid and not believing in God would die, Sodom and Gomorrah style, and the Jews kept surviving, and then they... We're like, we're chosen. We keep living. So what if that genetic makeup of a predisposition to belief into something above our, our current environment keeps you alive? And then along comes Jesus to enable the individual to then uh, pursue that. And then that became evolutionarily advantageous. And atheism keeps dying. So... so um, from the point before, Sam Harris truly is standing on the shoulders of giants. Like he is the guy who can drive the car and be like, why would my dad need a job for this car? This I can just drive the car. And then he runs out of gas and can't afford more gas. That the amount of work, you see that with socialism a lot. The amount of stuff that we have invented and the amount of prosperity we have from capitalism is now allowing people to fantasize about socialism. And when Harris, uh, I'll keep going. This next part gets, gets really interesting. But when Harris talks about falling in love with science, you're not supposed to fall in love and be rational. Being in love is not the same as rational. And maybe that was just a quick phrase that didn't mean much, but it does though. People have a desire to worship to believe, to want purpose in life. And atheism does not bring that to them unless they fall in love with science. Let me tell you a new story from today about the flaws of science. Science is not capable of giving people anything meaningful except for great stuff, health. Don't get me wrong. These things are all meaningful, but not meaning with a capital M. You know, it'll, it'll cure polio. It'll invent a computer. It'll make our lives thrive, but it does not help. Germany was thriving. Russia had a lot of stuff. China had a lot of stuff. And as soon as they went off grid, they just started killing everybody. Because human, it's not assumed, it should not be assumed that we believe murder is wrong, naturally. I think that there's a natural uh, pr protection of our own children and of our own family, but that is not a proven thing. Okay, a new story from today. The Stanford Prison Experiment. That This is a gold standard in science. This is social science at its most 
known. And anybody who's taken a college class in psychology knows this. In Stanford, they, they randomly assigned uh, prisoners and guards. And just because of the power dynamics, within three or four days, they had to shut it down because they were abusing the prisoners. And that proves that within all of us is a sadist. Uh, no, it doesn't. This is news from today. This is all the people that were in it are now testifying, even though they testified the opposite before. This is a quote. Anybody who was a clinician would know that I was faking, he said. If you listen to the tape, it's not subtle. I'm not that good at acting. I mean, I think I do a fairly good job, but I'm more hysterical than psychotic. One guard told Blum he pretended to be a sadist for kicks. I took it as a kind of improv exercise, says Dave Eichelman. I believe that I was doing the research, what the researcher wanted me to do. I'd never uh, been to South, been to the South, but I used a Southern accent. It was a total fraud. And all it revealed is human nature has a uh, predisposition to serve or to want approval. Or when we believe in something above us, we will do what we're told. The same with the Milgram experiment, when uh, they would send volts and the person, the other person was an actor and they just keep escalating until it, it, it seemed like the person died. And that's supposed to, of course, show that we're all sadists. No, all that shows is if someone believes they're doing something that's great for society. They kept saying, it's for science. This will help people in the long run. They're like, it's for science. So they'll grit their teeth and they'll get through that. It's exactly what Hitler did to people. It's exactly what Stalin did to people to allow them to execute their own people. Same with Mao. And what, what we're seeing now in America is with the growing atheism, and in England, the growing atheism, and in Germany, and all these places, we see a rise of nihilism. And people are now starting to get a little nervous that maybe we made the wrong call, and that maybe giving up this deeply held and instinctual belief in God was uh, a good thing. And that when people say stuff like the Inquisition, that should give you pause. That over 200 years, the total amount of people that were killed because of the Spanish Inquisition was 2,000. In the 20th century, atheist states run by um, socialists murdered more people every single day for an entire century. Okay? So, let's keep going. Let's see what next... Uh, point Harris has to make, yeah. right? So atheism doesn't give you anything that makes you live a meaningful life. And that's not, but the thing is, uh, contra Peterson, that's not a knock on atheism. That's all the atheism. Atheism is just not being convinced by the, the, bad, the bad evidence and arguments put forward by religious people. Mm -hmm. It leaves just a space for better conversations that you may or may not have, you may or may not discover, you may or may not fall in love with science and, and a, a rational approach to, to the contemplative life. Okay. That's not really what it is, though. It doesn't leave space for discussion. That's called emptiness. And just a couple real quick Sam Harris quotes that it's not about space. It's not about atheism. It's just the lack of. He has vitriol towards religion. Here's a quote. The problem with religion, because it's been sheltered from criticism, is that it allows people to believe en masse what only idiots or lunatics could believe in isolation. Okay, well, the, the Stanford prison experiment was religion to science. It was all a scam. Okay, either God can do nothing to stop catastrophes like this, or he doesn't care to. 
or he doesn't exist. God is either impotent, evil, or imaginary. Take your pick and choose wisely. Very arrogant, bud. <laughs> it's like he doesn't get it. It's almost like, all right, here's one more. Consider it. Every person you have ever met, every person will suffer the loss of his friends and family. All are going to lose everything they love in this world. Why would one want to be anything but kind to them in the meantime? That, isn't, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, someone rapes your wife. Be kind to them because they're one day going to lose a parent. That, what I said something hyperbolic, but it isn't though. What that means is because someone will experience pain, just be nice to everyone. That, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. I'm just going to keep going with some of his stuff because I don't want to just uh, dice him up, but it, it speaks to credibility of speaker. This isn't to personally attack Peterson. Right now, he's acting like he's simply leaving space. He's like, hey, religion hasn't made their case. No, he hates religion. And I'm not assuming that in him. He says it uh, should, would only be believed by idiots or lunatics in isolation. Okay, that's fairly insulting to religious people. Given that religious people live longer, they're happier, they have more children, and they're the reason we have civilizations. Every single major civilization that's ever existed has had religion. Every civilization that has had forced atheism has murdered itself. That... Okay, here we go, a little more. You know, this sort of atheist, or, mm -hmm. or you know, and, and certainly many atheists I know, um, Sort of reframing your experience. Yes, you. But you, but, the, but the truth is, you can do that with stories that you know to be bullshit. Like you, you can do that with Batman. Well, I'm telling you. I mean, yeah. I know Star Wars right. isn't a true story, no, but it has. The, a no, but I mean, but, but you could decide. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up each morning, and think of myself as Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like you know, you're not Luke Skywalker. Well. You know, Luke Skywalker was invented by someone who, in your lifetime. Right, so there's no so deep thing going back to our DNA. Right, this is it's just Luke Skywalker, mm -hmm. and you can do it. And and perhaps you know, perhaps Jordan would want to say, well, no, Luke Skywalker does go back to the DNA because Joseph Campbell was really in touch with these ancient myths, and it was Joseph Campbell who gave George Lucas all of his you know story structure. Okay, leave it aside. You could do it with that. You pick the most preposterous character you want that could still conceivably be inspiring. You know, mm -hmm. Spider-Man, right? Um, you could get up tomorrow and say, I'm, you know, I'm just going to view each situation of the day that I encounter through the lens of what would Spider-Man do? You know, what, how would Spider-Man act here? How, I'm walking into a Starbucks, right? I feel sort of vaguely neurotic, right? I'm about to meet the barista, and I'm like, you know, having trouble making eye contact, right? I'm, I'm, that, I'm the same neurotic person I was yesterday. But how would Spider-Man do this, <laughs> right? Like, and how would, how would uh, you know, if I knew that I could just t t take down everyone in this place if I wanted to, and I could you know, shoot a web and fly over a building, right? Okay, what he's describing is how would a good hero do this? And that's what Peterson illuminates for young men. And that's what's very important. And so he's an expert at atheism and neuroscience and meditation. So I'm not going to refute that. My mother, and it, it, it matters that it's my mother. I don't have the PhD in children's literature, but she does. And she read to me every single day, my entire childhood. And we talk all the time to this day about story and the power of story, right? My mother believes in God. 
and she knows all the stories that he's now trying to mock. Okay, let's take that that um, that same situation with baristas, right? Where someone with mild anxiety, like Sam Harris, goes in, he doesn't want to make eye contact, and then he doesn't have a hero to think about. What would Spider-Man do? What would Jesus do? What would Harry Potter do? What would Luke Skywalker do? They're all the same story, bud. That's the point. That's why that story resonates with people. It's the hero story. It's the story of doing good, which is originally Jesus, which was allowed by God, which originally made the rules to allow us to not kill ourselves. A nihilist atheist without the background of morality would go into that Starbucks and wouldn't have what would Spider-Man do. He would think, what can I get? I'm anxious. Maybe she's causing my anxiety. Maybe I kill her and take all the scones. So, and if you think that these stories weren't intentionally written around Jesus, think again. Um, J.R.R. Tolkien, the ultimate hero story of old Bilbo Baggins. Uh, he was very Christian. He once said, it may be said that the chief purpose of life for any of us is to increase according to our capacity, our knowledge of God by all the means we have and be moved by it to praise and thanks. So when Sam Harris mockingly says, what would Bilbo Baggins do? Does it? See, that isn't a fictional character. That is a story. I mean, it is a fictional character, but it's a story based on the life of Jesus and what is good and what is bad. Okay, take uh, C.S. Lewis, Christian, the whole Narnia. And then if you look at art made by atheists, like that's one reason why I think Hollywood's entire movie industry is crumbling because the movies they're making now leave people in this postmodern nihilistic soup where they're not telling us what is the good and what is the bad. And we're designed for that. We're designed to say, like, okay, when we see the hero's journey, when we see Luke Skywalker, notice he said Luke Skywalker, not, not Solo or whatever's coming out now written by people that don't believe in God because they don't inspire people. It doesn't inspire anyone. To, to have it be like everyone fighting over power and your, your whole thing is a lack of belief. And he can say atheism isn't a big deal and it's just nothing. And no, He's the four horsemen of atheism. His book is about living a spiritual life with atheism and he talks about atheism all the time. He's a leader of atheism. You, you're not a leader of nothing. That, that, that's a contradiction. And people are starting to turn away from Sam Harris because they're like, I've been with you for a while, man, because you seem like a smart guy and you seem pretty cool, but like, you don't really say anything. Like I got a Frisbee and I was barefoot on a beach and, and I was playing Frisbee and I had a nice drink and I just had sex and I was smoking some weed and it didn't do anything though because I didn't have purpose in my life. And then when Jordan Peterson says, carry your load like Jesus and do good. People just went, yeah, because it's in us. And even if you go straight science and straight rationality, atheism is not rational. 
Whenever countries enforce a ban on religion, everybody dies. The Spanish Inquisition, which is by far the most reference, referenced anti-religion propaganda, killed 2,000 total people over 200 years. The Crusades were a response to uh, Islam invading Europe and making Italy and Spain a caliphate for 300 years. They don't teach you that in school because there's a reason why atheism is being pushed because it allows the state to grow. Because if you don't know what right and wrong is, you will keep giving them your money and your power. Much love to Sam Harris. This is not a thing where I'm intending to bash him. I hope that he sees this, maybe even responds, but I just don't think he will. I think it's a different language. Where I think it's an issue of goals and an issue of purpose. I think some people just don't get it. Like like Sam Harris is the type of person would be like, in the Old Testament, there's some... Well, I'm I'm not just saying the type of person. He said things like this. In the Old Testament, there's intense cruelty and people are stoned and blah, blah, blah. That's still there. If we forget about the New Testament and we forget the Sermon on the Mount... We go back to the Old Testament where we have to relive some of that stuff. We will have to start being Leviticus again when we forget the role and the duty and the freedom and the responsibility of the individual and what that really means and the sacrifices attached to that. We lose that. We go back to the Old Testament and we relive all those lessons that now seem preposterously cruel. Sam Harris, your life is comfortable and intellectual and you have great friends and you travel the world and you get to say really cool stuff and I like to listen to your mind, but it all is on the back of millions and millions and millions of people who believed that there is good and there is evil and to pray up, to pray and to accept and and feel pain and do good and then it allows you to be able to have these thoughts.